Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Pet Psychic Radio Show on blogtalkradio.com, starring our very own world-renowned pet psychic, Laura Stinchfield. Hi, everyone. I'm Laura Stinchfield, the pet psychic. I can hear animals telepathically who are living now as well as those who have crossed over. I dedicate my life to teaching humans and animals how to understand each other better. And you can find out so much more about Laura, the pet psychic, um, tips on animal communication, animal behavior, and lots more at thepetpsychic.com. So go to thepetpsychic.com. And if you go to the radio video drop-down menu, you can check out our new page, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. So check it out. Um, get ready for our show. Here we have uh, on the Pet Psychic Radio Show, blogtalkradio.com. Call in at 917-889-2693. That's 917-889-2693. Log into our chat room where you can chat with other listeners. And you can also ask Laura some questions there. We try to get to as many as we can. I'm your producer and co-host, Aiku Sahara, ready to get the show started with Kendra and Diana uh, manning and womaning the phone lines. Uh, thanks to the ladies for helping us out. So callers, call in, get ready. Ask your animals uh, what's, what they want to ask. You guys. Yeah. And we should also say that we watch our Pet Psychic Radio page on Facebook during this show as well. Oh, yeah, that's that's true. So if you want to post pictures and other people can kind of, like, see what your animal looks like, we can all kind of go there. So if you want to do that, that would be cool. So, Laura, we're in the same room today. Uh, No, it's so exciting. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, For our listeners, Laura is actually visiting me, hanging out, and our animals are hanging out today. Looks like Stormy is asleep. Napping as usual in the middle of the day. (laughs) He's dreaming, so he's a little (laughs) boss. And we got uh, Luca in the house as well as Aloha. So we're all hanging out here today. Um, what's, uh, What's been going on this week for you? Oh, you know, it's just been a really busy week. A lot of emergencies, a lot of uh, uh, animals that uh, have been really sick. And it's pretty amazing how they all sort of come at once. So, but I took my friend's cat um, to the the hospital yesterday and he got like the spa nebulator in a treatment and he got like steam, like a mist steam and antibiotic that went up into his nose for his upper respiratory tract. What? I know. That's so cool. I know. They put them in like this little box. And it's like yeah. a steam room for cats. Really? Did it work? Yeah, it totally worked. Like he's, his head all, you know, came out, all his boogers. And <laughs> Where do you go to get something like that? Where, where were you at? Like, oh, I was at Buena Animal Hospital. Oh, they have great that? vets, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it was really neat. I had never seen anything like it. That's so awesome. I know. Wow. He was a little trooper. He was so nervous. Yeah. Yeah, he was nervous to go, but he was like, he felt so much better. He was so glad. He was like, when I was taking him home, he was like, that was really strange. He felt so much better. And then he says to me, he's like, you know, you're a different person. 
And I was like, what do you mean I'm a different person? He's like, I've known a lot of great people, but you're like a different person the way you talk to me. So cute. His dad is really amazing. He's uh he was like a reggae DJ and he like reggae DJs for the Marley family. Wow. So he he knows pretty extraordinary people, this cat. <laughs> That's so cool. So what can we tell um, our listeners, like, how to talk to their animals? Okay. So um, when you – just, like, in general, are you saying? Or no, when you're – about the show. About the show. Yeah. So um, Aloha's barking Aloha. right now. Yeah, and, and it's amazing that Luca is not chiming in. It's like, I have to praise this. Good boy, Luca. Good boy. Being quiet for once. Using your mind, aren't you? Using your mind thinking about what is she barking about? What is Aloha barking about? Aloha, what you barking about? I hear noises. There are noises all around. I'm so glad that Luca's not barking. You have no idea. It's like, it, I can't even believe it, actually. Luca got an uh, an adjustment the other day, a chiropractic adjustment, yeah. and I think it made him smarter. I'm serious. Really? Look at him. He's being quiet. Good boy, Luca. You're thinking. What are you thinking about, honey? I'm thinking she doesn't know what she's barking at. Well, good, and I'm glad you're being quiet. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. So, um, okay, so what would help me for all you listeners out there and all you animals out there is if uh, when you're if when you're waiting to get on air, if you could actually tell your animal what the question is, and I want you to be really, really clear about what your question is, um, and just think about it in your head and then say it to your animal and say to your animal that um, someone is going to be listening to them and uh, you want them to be really clear on talking back. And... Um, and then you should be prepped by uh, Deanna and Can- Kendra in the screening room, too, about uh, just saying you want to be prepared to say who your animal is, um, what species they are, whether they are uh, deceased or alive, um, their age, and the question. And then we're ready. So get ready. Our first caller we have is um, Sebastian. Um, who Sebastian, who's a six-year-old horse, and um, Deborah is the caller with Sebastian. So, Deborah, tell us uh, a little bit about what Sebastian looks like and what's been going on. Hi, can you hear me all right, Laura? Hello. I'm here, Deborah. I don't hear, hear Deborah. Me? So, Deborah, are you there? Yeah, nope. I'm talking. I guess we're going to our next caller. So, our next caller is. Barbara, um, whose dog passed away at uh, 13. I think uh, we have her on here. Let's see. Barbara? Hello? Hello? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Trouble in the room here. Trouble in the room. Let's Hello? Let's What's going on? What do we Hello? do when we don't hear anybody? Oh. Deanna uh, says she hears them, so it's on our end. So Sorry, everybody. Um, okay, when I tries to figure this out about why we're not hearing our callers, I'm going to tell you all how to talk to your animals. 
So um, the most important thing that you can do when you're talking to the animals is picture everything that you're that you're saying to them. And because whether we're conscious of it or not, we create an image in our mind and a feeling in our body for everything that we're thinking and saying. So it's very important to talk in the positive to them. So, for instance, let's say you want to tell Aloha to stop barking. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, you want to be careful that you don't say something like don't bark. Because when we say something like don't bark, we actually picture in our minds Aloha barking and we actually feel in our body the sensation of Aloha barking. So what we want to tell Aloha to do is to be quiet. So maybe if all of you out there could imagine a little white poodle named Aloha and picture in your head her being quiet. The other thing that we can do is when our animals are barking is that we actually, oh, look at you guys are doing good. She quieted down. Did you notice that she stopped? I don't know if you can hear her, but she stopped for a little bit. Um Okay, and so the other thing is when our dogs are barking, right, they're not really thinking. Like, you know how I was telling Luca, like, good for thinking? So um, what we can also tell them is that when they're barking, they can't really think. They're sort of just reacting. So you want to imagine your animal licking and yawning and blinking their eyes, and that's like us taking a deep breath. And so, oh, look at Aloha. Good job, everybody. Stop Aloha from barking. Huh, Aloha, did you hear everybody? Did you hear everybody telling you to be quiet? It was like overwhelming to my head. Oh, wow. I'm so glad you were quiet. Yeah, me too, she said. <laughs> Let's uh, see if uh, we can get get uh, Barbara here back on the line. Barbara, are you Hello. Yes. Is it is it this? Do you think? Mm, no. Are you sure? Hello. Hello. This is very strange. Sorry, guys. Uh oh. Uh oh. So okay, I'll go back to uh, calming signal. Do you want to take us off this mic altogether and see if we can go on this? Okay, can, can you, we like can you hear Barbara? No. Hello? Barbara, are you there? Yes, I'm Hello, here. Hello. Hear Barbara. Uh-oh, everybody. There's yeah. They can hear the callers perfectly. Major technical difficulties. Major. Um you know what I think I'm going to do is I think I'm going to call into the show and get on that way. Okay. Um okay, everyone, bear with us here. Do you hear that? Yeah, you're going to have to go into I, this. Thank you for the most radio. Okay, let's see here. Sorry, guys. I know we're getting... We're, I know I'm getting feedback. You have to use them. You need to just go with it. Uh, hi, everybody. I got bad feedback. 
I don't. I don't hear anybody. Uh, well then, me. Uh, Deborah. Yes. Oh my goodness! I got you. Oh, oh is sorry. it Laura? It's Laura. Hi. Hi, Laura. It's so nice to talk to you. Oh, great to talk to you. Sorry for all those technical difficulties. Oh boy. Okay. Okay, okay, well, so I'm talking about Sebastian. Okay, I'm looking at him right now. He's getting a carrot. This is the single greatest horse in the world. I wouldn't sell him for ten times what I paid for him, and I got him for a great price. He's bomb-proof on the, the trail. He loves other horses. He's really congenial, and he never picks a fight or kicks or bites. He's not a nipper or a, a biter at all, but he's El Destructo, when you're not watching him, he anything he can get, his lips wrapped around like the green uh, vinyl covering in the arena or the uh, chicken wire. He gets a hold of a corner of it uh, on my friend's uh, uh, ranch here and pulls the whole line down. He even got a hold of an American flag once and tore it to shreds. Oh, um, my gosh. And, and he, if you've got a, a fly mask on another horse, he rips it off. You can't blanket another horse. He just tears it off. It, I've gotten him toys. I, I've uh, uh, talked to him. He seems really receptive. He looks right in my face like he's getting everything I'm saying. And then he goes right back to, it's just like he's a, a truant uh, a teenager. So, okay, so uh, short of gagging him. Yeah, so tell me this. So you have, um, you said that you have toys for him. And so and so he does most of this out in pasture. Is that right? Yeah, in the arena when he's turned out with the other horses. I mean, now he's, he's sequestered. Out. Yeah, he's he's in his own little pen, and, and he's got his little, you know, uh, apple. I don't know where his green ball is right now. I have to look for it. Uh, it's as if he gets bored, and he says, oh, this is oh. interesting. You're not supposed to be wearing that on your face, and so I'll take it off. Okay. If somebody so has a halter on it. Okay, so what we want to tell him is that he could go back out with all the other horses if he yeah. left their fly masks alone, right, okay. and he left it whatever on them alone. And then right. also that you're, that you that he really needs to learn what is um, what is appropriate to chew on and what isn't. And right, so like what's a appropriate? Yeah. So what's appropriate to chew on is his carrot, and then what else is appropriate? Well, his food, the hay. Um, yeah, but what about like his toys? Is what toys does he have? Does he things ha- hanging in a stall or? Yeah, he's got a red apple. He can bang that around. Uh, I get him salt blocks. I've got the the uh, blue uh, bouncy ball. I don't know where. It, I think the dog got a hold of that. And, okay, so let um, me tell him. So first, we're gonna ask him why he's doing it. Okay, why are you doing, I'm it, doing it? I have you on speaker. Okay. Okay, hold on. You don't need to have me on speaker. That's fine. Hold on. I get them in my mind. So it's a common okay. question. Everybody says that they're gonna. Do they need to hear my voice? They don't need to hear my voice. Um, okay. Let me let me get him and see what he says. I get bored, and I feel like I don't know what to do with my body. I start to feel insecure, and I don't know how to communicate with them well. I can't read their tails, and I can't read their necks. I get really confused. When I play with my mouth, it helps me feel more secure. And that's interesting, too, because the mouth is actually connected to the limbic system, which is the emotional center of the brain. So there is something about chewing 
that actually does, that actually can calm an animal. So what we want to tell him is instead of actually grabbing hold of, you know, inappropriate things, that instead he can do a calming signal, which is licking and yawning and for horses chewing as well. Um, I know those. But what do I do with my neck and tail? And that's really interesting because what he's saying is that he doesn't really know how to communicate well with other horses. He doesn't know how to communicate well with his body, with other horses. And he believes that that the tail and the neck have a lot to say. Now, I personally don't know enough about horse body language to know that much about the tail. I don't know, you know, how the tail communicates. So it's hard for me to actually tell him that. Um, and I'm not. Um, and the neck, if he's they're turning and they're turning away or they're bending their head down and turning away, they're trying to calm him from from mm-hmm. being so intense. Uh, so one of the things that we could do for him is if you could find, like, a really uh, a great, like, older horse that knows how to communicate, and we can have them be his teacher. And okay. we can ask that horse to actually communicate with him about how to communicate with other horses. Yeah. Yeah, because I never learned. I get so confused. Oh, he's he's looking at me like that now too, and he's just yeah. And you know, he is very uh, um, head shy. I mean, when I'm putting the bridle on him around his ears and and behind his neck, sometimes he just uh, uh, throws his head back. Like I don't know whether he's been hurt or frightened that way. Okay, um, let's ask him, and that would be common. Like, if he had been hurt or had any uh, trauma when he was younger, it would mm-hmm. make him not be able to, like, any animal that has post-traumatic stress or has any type of abuse, they learn that it's really hard to communicate because you don't know what's going to happen and your communication isn't always understood. So, yeah. but let me ask him, why is he so head shy? Because it scares me. I'm scared they're going to twist my ears. Oh. Yeah, I and know. also I have some pain in front of my ears. It's almost from, like, the band. Does he wear a band on his bridle? Uh, not across his forehead. No, he wears a, a nose band, but just, uh, you know, the, oh, the bridle. Oh, because he says it's, it's tight there. It's tight there. So maybe it's, like, the actual bridle part that goes over his, that goes behind his ears. Maybe he's out in his atlas, actually. Have you had him adjusted by a chiropractor recently? No, that's not a bad idea. Yeah, I would definitely look into that because yeah. if they if they are out in their atlas, they can have, like, a, they can actually be really mouthy, too. So that could be part of it as well. Um, but mm-hmm. they can also feel that tenseness, that um, tenseness in their forehead. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Yeah, so let us know, like, when you get an older horse and tell the older horse to to communicate with him and and maybe put him out in the pasture and tell him he's his teacher. Let me make sure. Like a chestnut-colored horse, he said. A shaggy chestnut-colored horse. Do you know who that is, who he's talking about? No, No. but but there are a couple older horses here. One's um, kind of a, a blue Roan, you know, dark, uh, almost yeah. black. He's older, not real older. I don't know how old he is. And then another one is about 12 or 13, and he's kind of, uh, he's uh, a paint, actually. 
uh, but he's got um, sort of, I mean, I think Sebastian's considered, I don't know if he's considered a bay or a chestnut, but the paint has a, a kind of a reddish uh, coat to it. And then there's um, a, an all-white horse. Uh, but she's oh, just it's, a year older. Maybe it's older than one. Yeah. It's a paint paint one, like a light, like a like a um, like a pie color. Yeah, like uh, like a, a pumpkin pie. You know, sort of a red yeah. uh, red roan, and and then the, the dots on on Lucy's back. Oh, and that's he's a very sweet horse. Yeah, he's a very sweet horse. I, you need to listen to want, him. Yeah, I want him. Yeah. Okay, so right. um, he wants out. I can tell. <laughs> this is great. I, I yeah. feel liberated. Good, good. Let us know how it goes. Keep us updated. I'll I'll, I'll get on the blog and I'll listen to you. It's very nice to talk to you. You have a great day. Okay. I hope your other animal problems aren't as uh, uh, complicated as this one. He's <laughs> <laughs> not so bad. <laughs> okay, Jeff. Thanks, Deborah. Um, so our next caller is our very special guest from the Escondido Human uh, Humane Society, not the Human Society, but the Humane Society. Um, Julia Nelblock. Hi, hi, Julia. Hi. hi. Welcome to our show. Um, for all of our listeners, you can go to escondidohumanesociety.com and go to their awesome website. I checked it out and. Um, there's a lot of information, and I've noticed you guys do a lot of different things, fundraising, education. Can you tell me a little bit more about what you guys do? Um, well, we are a no-kill shelter in Escondido. Um, we've got dogs, cats, rabbits, horses, you name it. We've probably had it at some point. <laughs> <laughs> and I've got Miss Daisy with me right now. Oh, cool. Yeah, Daisy the bunny. Yes, Daisy the bunny. Cool. Yeah, so we'll be talking to her um, in a little bit. Um, tell me why adoption versus purchasing from pet stores. Tell me why that's important for our listeners to know. Um, well, adopting is always a better idea because usually those animals that end up in shelters have been you know, lost or abandoned or abused. So when you adopt an animal, you're giving it a fresh start and hopefully better home. <laughs> and of course the health is checked, the animals are always socialized, they're usually spayed and neutered. And in the case of the bunnies, they come litter box trained. Oh, nice. Yes, so and, they're very clean. <laughs> wow. And as far as I've seen that you guys do a lot of different um fundraising events and like fundraising on your website and and what can um our listeners do to maybe contribute to something like that or help out? Uh, donate. <laughs> donate. There should be a way. Yeah, there should be a way to donate through that website. Okay, great. Or if anyone's uh, in the area, they can always come in, volunteer. Can always use volunteers. Awesome. Uh, so today we're going to be talking to Daisy the Bunny. Tell us uh, a little bit about Daisy's history. Well, Daisy is four months old. She's a little Dutch bunny. Um, she's half white, half blonde with bright blue eyes. And I rescued Daisy on July 7th. She was being sold on the street in L.A. when she was 10 days old. And a very nice police officer picked her and 22 of her friends up and brought them to me. And for about a month or so, I syringe-fed her with milk, medicated all of them twice a day. And now she's 
big, beautiful bunny. <laughs> Great. Let's talk to Daisy. Okay. And so what do we want to ask Daisy? Do you want to ask her what type of home she's I'm sorry. I couldn't hear you. Uh, you want to ask her what type of home she's I'd like to know what kind of home Daisy would fit best into. Okay. Or what kind of home she would like. <laughs> I'd like a home where I get to run free. <laughs> I want a lot of running, running free time. I like to go under things. I want a home where I have access to the whole house. And I don't want a dog in the house. They make me nervous. I'd like a home where I can sleep on the bed. And I don't want to go in the shower. I don't ever want a bath. I want to tell you that I love life. And I was saved. I had a scary beginning. There was this person that screamed all the time. And they threatened to kill me. But I didn't get killed. I'm happy. And I do have a mate, and we come together, and I love him. He's super sweet, and he's smart, and sometimes he follows me around. (laughs) She's so cute. (laughs) What else do you want to ask her? I think you covered all those bases. I was going to ask if she remembered anything from before she was picked up and whether or not she was happy with her mate Tanner. Oh yeah. I guess she is. <laughs> I love him a lot. He's very, very smart. He wants to figure out how to get up on the window sill. We haven't quite figured it out yet. Have you seen them try to do that? Um, I haven't seen them try to jump out of their playpen, but I wouldn't put it past oh. him. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> you want to look out the window. That's so cute. <laughs> so will Aww. we be able to see Daisy on the website? Um, yes, she should be listed there soon. She's in foster care with me right now. So in about a week or so, she'll be moved into the shelter. Okay, great. She so- pop up on that website. If uh, anyone is interested in Daisy, you can find Daisy at EscondidoHumaneSociety.com. Again, that's EscondidoHumaneSociety.com. And we will have all this information again on our website, ThePetPsychic.com. Thank you, Julia, so much for being a guest on our show. And um, we hope, <laughs> yeah, we hope Daisy finds a, a, how, a home soon. Yeah. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you so much. Bye-bye. Daisy is a sweetie. Um, oh my did, God. You, did we post her photo on um, on the on the Facebook? Yes, we will. We will do that. Yeah, you got to check her yeah. out, everyone. She's so yeah. cute, <laughs> super <laughs> duper cute. Um, let's take our next caller, which is Barbara, who we tried to get on earlier. Hi, Barbara. You have your uh, cocker spaniel that passed away. Yes, yes, midnight. Oh, midnight. Last Tuesday. Last yeah. Tuesday. Oh, I'm so sorry yeah. to hear that. 
Oh, thanks. I just kind of wanted to know how his crossover was because he was sick and I had to put him down, and it was the oh. hardest thing I had to do. Oh, now, okay. Okay, let me get him again. And 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 he's. Did you say he was black and white? Is that what you said? I'm sorry. He he was black with a little bit of white and white on, on his oh. chest and uh, one paw, a little bit on his nose. And what? And what's his name? Midnight. 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 That's it. Okay, let me get midnight. I want to tell my mom that I've rested peacefully. That my crossing wasn't as scary as it was for her. I, I was there the whole time with him holding him, and I was so so worried about him. She has to know that I'm safe. That he's she well, also I'm sorry. That he's safe. And he's safe. she also, yeah, and that he he says he also cuddles up next to you. Oh. Or cuddle up really close next to her. And I yeah, lie I'm in so... bed with her. Oh, good. I still have his bedding and everything here. I haven't been able oh. to take oh. It's okay if you don't get rid of it right away. Yeah, no, I'm going to keep it for a while. (laughs) He says that he wants you to know that his whole body feels better and that, like, in heaven, he can run. And, like, he's giving me, like, he has, like, his hips or something that, that, that the pain that was, was in his hips and his hind end is better now. And he he was he had lost his vision at the end, and he oh, his he hearing. Yeah. But he but he didn't have he didn't have anything wrong with his kidneys or his hips because he keeps showing no. me that his that he can bounce with his hips more. He had a little bit of problems with them getting up, but um yeah. Oh but, uh, yeah. So he's saying that he can get up fine now and run. And, Mom, you should know that when you die, you can see. (laughs) Not seeing is only in the body. When you die, you feel free. And there's, like, a nice man that's here. And he also takes care of me. He says that he knew you. Do you know who that is? Uh, he could, he could be my father, but I asked you. I prayed that Saint Francis of Assisi. I prayed for oh, angels. Yeah. I prayed for everybody to be there to greet him when when, when he went over. So oh, they're all cold. there for him. They're all there. It's interesting because I saw a man with a beard, and then I believe I saw I actually saw your father too, and I didn't know if they were the same person. But it I, looks I, like I, it's your dad and Saint Francis, which is so <laughs> neat. That's so neat. Oh, how beautiful is that? Oh, oh, isn't that amazing? Does your yeah. did he know your dad in life? Because they don't necessarily need to know. Um, like sometimes our ancestors, well, oftentimes our ancestors come for for our family yeah. members and friends come for them. But did they know each other? 
No, they didn't. But my father had known my dogs before that, and you know, and yeah. So he was a dog oh, person. Oh, what a beautiful thing! So know that they're watching over you, and that they're with you, and that they they hang out with you at times. So pay attention to like when their thought just the thought of them just pops into your head because they come mm-hmm. together. So if you're just like sitting in your living room or just sitting hanging out or you know, do, just going about your normal day, and then all of a sudden you think about your dad or midnight, know that that's them visiting you. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's, that's really wonderful. Yeah. 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 I just wanted okay. to know that he's okay and he can hear and see and and that it just somebody was there to greet him and, and he knew to go because I was everything to him. He just, he was always oh. on my feet. Yeah, yeah, he was able to leave peacefully. He was able to leave peacefully. Thank you for being with him. Okay. Thank you for calling in, and you be well. Thank you so much. Okay, bye-bye. Take care, Barbara. Oh, so sad. But he sounds like he's uh, doing pretty well up there. He does. And, you know, I'm always so, like, there's, like, this, feeling it's hard to put it into words Mm -hmm. especially when I'm relaying it to people it's hard to put it into words like when I see the animal with someone and then with someone on the other side you know sometimes it will just be like this flash of like this man or like this silhouette of a person but then like I'll get like a father I'll get like a flash which could mean like a father figure it could be a great-grandpa or a grandpa or a dad but then when the person says, like, like, oh, my dad is in heaven, there's, like, this rush of feeling that goes through me that's so hard to place in the words because it means so much to the ones on the other side that it's relayed that they're there for them, that they're there for the pet and that they're watching over them. It's, like, they're so grateful that that message can get across. And so I, I just hope that the people who are hearing that message actually like really take it in for what it is and really like internalize it that, that they are there watching over your animal and that they are there in the room with you, you know, watching over you. I mean, that's yeah. such a powerful, amazing, amazing yeah. feeling for yourself to feel it, you know, yeah. you can yeah. Wow. Yeah. I know I try to be aware of that when, you know, like with all of my animals on the other side. And I do get it sometimes, I think. I don't know if I, I used to believe this, all this stuff with you. But now, like, I pay attention and I think it's really happening. I know, because you know what's so amazing about it, too, is that the feeling is so subtle. So, like, For instance, you're just driving along or something's happening and then all of a sudden the thought of them pops into your head or you get like a message from them. You can so easily convince yourself that um, it's just something you thought of, that you just had a memory or that you just imagined that they're trying to tell you something. It's so easy to do that because it's so subtle. Yeah. But like if you actually trace it back and are like, what was I thinking about before I got this message? 
very often you would find that you weren't thinking about them at all. And so your mind wouldn't have gone right to your loved one uh, that's been deceased, you know, because you're, you were thinking about something completely different. So it's so important to like watch that. And then the most amazing thing about it too, is if you give them credit for it, you know, Mm -hmm. if you're outside and you feel a breeze and you're like, oh, my gosh, like, I just thought about midnight or I just thought about my dad who's passed away. Um, then they'll be like, aha, I got it. And then they'll be sending you more breezes, you know, or if you find a penny or if you, like, some people see, say, like, messages, like, on billboards or in newspapers, like, they'll they'll get, like, just the right message at just the right time or see hummingbirds or butterflies. And if yeah. you start doing that that was them, they are so grateful that they will keep showing themselves in that way to you. That's cool. That's really cool. It is. It is. It's and so then cool. I mean, I, I say this a lot because I think it's so important that people feel it. And I think one of the most dangerous things about psychics or people who claim to be psychics is that if you hear something, you know, like I feel like it has to be proven to the person in everyday life too. You have to pay attention to how you you feel inside, you know. And so, like you could say, like, like, oh yeah, you know, Laura says she talks to the dead animals or or dead people, and then I hear these messages. And then you have to pay attention to the way you feel when you're getting the message and the way you feel afterwards because it comes with a tense emotion. They, your your animal and your loved one on the other side is touching you at that moment. Pay attention to how you're feeling. Yeah. I'm going to. I have <laughs> been, and I'm going to. It's cool. Um, let's go to our next caller. Uh, we have Diane with uh, Austin. Diane? Hello. Hi, Laura. Hi, Diane. Hey, oh, I can Hi. relate to that dog. My dog died in May. Oh, poor people. It's so hard. Yes. So what you do you have? me you have a lot a... with that. Aw. You have a Queensland yeah. healer? I do. I have a Queensland healer, Austin. He's four years old. He's reddish and brownish. He's kind of a mom and dad are blue and red, so he's a mix. And he's just, he's been a hard dog, but he's a good dog. He just, he snaps at kids. And when I lost this older dog, I feel bad for him. He's alone. And I fostered this little dog, and I couldn't let her go. And they seem good. I'm just nervous that he could hurt her because she's tiny. And he's like 50 pounds. I want to make sure she's safe. They seem good, but he's just tough. So have you had any problems between him and the and the little dog. I had and one what is- little tiff. They uh, over a toy, so I learned that quick, and I put them both in a down, and they seemed okay. And they they play a lot. I just teach just one. I don't know if he'll turn quick. I just he's never hurt so anyone what, or fought with a dog. But so what exactly is your question for him? My question is he are, does he like the dog? Austin, do you like the dog? And why do you snap at kids, or why are you afraid of people who've never been hurt? Okay. Just, and what does the little dog look like? She's a chow punch, chihuahua, long-haired chihuahua, mixed with a Pomeranian. And she's got a little black muzzle. <laughs> and, uh, well, man, it, it helps me to 
to um, picture her to him when I ask him if he likes the new yeah, dog. Yeah, she's nine pounds. And she's oh, wow. sweet. Let me ask him if he likes her. Thank you. Yeah, I like her a lot. Oh, I'm so glad I feel so bad he's alone. We did have to work some things out. I just had to let her know who I But then she told me who she is. <laughs> oh, who? And I, she's a rescue. And I feel a little better. I actually think she'll help me because I watch her facial expressions. And her facial expressions help me know her. feel like I'll ever hurt her. I've never wanted to. I've wanted to play with her. He is. He's playing so much with her. He's never played really before. She's told me, she's told me what's too rough for her. And that helps me. I'm learning not to hit her so hard with my, with my paw. And also bump her with my nose. Okay, so now I'm going to ask him, what, what, why doesn't he like kids? Like, what's the story with what? him and kids? Yeah. How, and this is what I tell, and you can tell all the dogs this that are actually nippy, is that Indeed. going after a child, and so you want to picture them going after a child, is one of the worst things a dog can do. I repeat. You going after a child is one of the worst things that you can do. Some dogs go to heaven early because they go after children. You must stop yourself. When you are walking towards a child and or running towards a child and you feel your body getting stiff and your mouth closing and you feel like you're staring at a child and you feel like you're going to lunge, you must have self-control and you must stop yourself. This is very, very, very important. When you feel like you're about to go after a child, you must stop yourself, lick Yawn, blink your eyes, and turn away. I repeat, you must lick, yawn, blink your eyes, and turn away. And that's what you say to any dog that bites or any dog that go after children. So I say it just, I mean, um, every day or something. Is that something I... Yeah, and stress, licking, yawning, blinking your eyes. Whenever you feel stressed and get your body stiff and your mouth closes and you start to stare and you feel like lunging, you must lick, yawn, blink your eyes, turn away. Oh, I will. You do to stop I will. <laughs> oh, I will. Oh, I understand. Thank you so much. Yeah. The other thing that's really important to tell animals that that are aggressive is to tell them that people, dogs, 
have different body language. Children run sporadic and their voices go up and down. And that does not mean that they're being aggressive. That's them playing. You have to learn how to be comfortable around children playing. They change speeds fast. They lift their arms up. They scream. They laugh. They cry. That's children. You must learn to feel comfortable by licking, yawning, blinking your eyes, turning away around children. I understand, but it's hard. Oh, he's good with my grandkids. He's just, I just don't trust him. I'm just careful. It's important because because Queensland and any of those, like, herding breeds, they are designed, they're designed to, to herd, right? So that's their natural instincts, to herd. So whenever they get... They get fearful. They do. They run and they go to nip. That's what they're designed to do. So it's up to, humans, up to the humans in their lives to teach them something different. So I'm it's important that you, you um, retreat and lick and yawn and blink their eyes. And so praise them. Praise him whenever you see him do that. I am going I, to. Good. You're good. Well, call it. You're so much help. And listen, you talk to all your animals. It's helped me. Aw, good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Laura. And you have a good weekend. And thank you so much. Thanks, Diane. And yeah, licking, yawning. I'm glad you said the praising part because I was going to remind you to tell her that because. Um, whenever you see your animal doing those things, we should praise them, correct? Yeah, so important to praise them. And, you know, I emphasize there because I was trying to get everybody to know how, like, serious it is to sit down and explain these two aggressive dogs, but we really want to emphasize the licking, yawning, blinking of the eyes, retreating part. Like, that's the most important is that that's their tools on how to feel safe. It's like us taking a deep breath. We can't think clearly unless we take a deep breath. They can't think right. clearly unless they do those things. Uh-huh. I was. I also, um, before we get to our next call, I just want to mention, as I was listening, I was thinking, oh, this would be like a really good um, kind of like, you know, those hypnosis things that I've been listening to. Andrew Johnson iPhone app thing. This would be good. Like you could make a little recording of you saying these things and then you can play it. The animals and the the parents can listen to it together. Oh, my God. That's so great. We should do it. (laughs) We should totally do it. (laughs) Our next caller is Lori with Shiloh, who is a nine-year-old dog. Um, Lori, what's going on with Shiloh? Hi. Uh, hi, everyone. Thanks for taking my call. I appreciate it. Um, I don't know. Shiloh uh, was my first rescue um, eight years ago, and so we think she's about nine. She came into the home with two dobies. She's always been great, got along with everyone, and then we ended up as a six-pack. She was a part of a six-pack, and everybody got along, and a little over a year ago, uh, she started trying to take out our smallest dog, Sheba. And the first fight we walked into, never knew who started it. The second one, I visually watched her take Sheba out for no reason. 
the third fight, same thing, and the fourth fight, same thing. And so we've gone a year without a fight. We had a behaviorist that we brought in, and, you know, segregation, never left alone. They play together. They sleep together. And then all of a sudden, she just takes her out. And the reason that she's alive today is because two weeks ago, my husband and I got in the middle of it. We're both we, – he looks like he's been mauled by a tiger, and um, I'm not quite so bad. And she was alive. Uh, thank God, uh, four Penrose drains later. So my question is, why, after all these years of being with Sheba, did she decide to all of a sudden hate her guts, and is she going to continue trying to kill her? Okay, can you tell me what kind of dog is Shiloh? Shiloh um, is, she looks like a black lab mix with perhaps Border Collie or Australian Shepherd. And she has white markings, and she's the size of a typical black lab. Okay. And what does um, what does Sheba look like? Sheba looks like a puppy. She looks like a lab puppy, a thirty-pound lab puppy with a dachshund head. And her brother Coda is the same size of her. They were both rescued together. He has a Chihuahua head. <laughs> uh, um, the Travelsman father thing. Sheba and um, and. Tell me this. Did you have you run blood on Shiloh? Yes. Have you taken a? Yeah. When uh, when this first started, I'm like, obviously she has a brain problem or something. We took her to the vet, had every test possible run. We did find out that she had some teeth problems. Uh, we had them uh, th- that whole thing fixed. So we thought, well, obviously her teeth were hurting, and that's why she took her out. That was time number two. <laughs> And liver then, okay? Pardon me? Liver okay. Liver, yes. Everything was perfect. All of her blood work was unbelievably perfect. Okay, good. Um, the other thing that I suggest doing is doing a chiropractic exam. I suggest I have for an every... animal chiropractor. He works on her all the time. Good, good, good. Okay. Okay, great. Uh, let me get Shiloh and ask her, what is going on? Why are you going after Sheba sometimes? Yeah, I do do that, but it's because I get a headache. I get this throbbing in my head, and then Sheba smells so bad. I mean, she smells terrible, and I just need to get her because it's just so bad smelling. It overwhelms me, and I don't really know what to do about that. Because afterwards it settles down, and I don't smell it anymore. So I don't know what it's about. Ooh, that's not good. Um, Okay, there's a couple of things about that, and, you know, I'm not a vet, so I, I can't, like, diagnose, and I'm not a medical intuitive, but in my experience, sometimes when they get, like, a strong smell all of a sudden, sometimes it can be, like, a mini seizure that goes on. Um, and other times it can be that the other dog actually has an illness. Like sometimes if the other dog, but that's usually more so like if the other dog has cancer or something or that the other dog is having like a seizure sometimes. I don't know what it is, but it's only really, really Sheba that smells. Huh. I don't know what to do about it. 
Oh, I don't know. Do you have any ideas how Sheba's health? Well, other than getting attacked by Shiloh, she's in perfect health. I mean, she has no issues. Um, when we took the x-rays the second time, we found that she had a little bit of early degenerative arthritis. So Mark works on her, and we give her, you know, supplements. But, I mean, it's not really bad. Um, so I will say that Sheba, of all of our dogs, is the only dog that, even though she's short-haired, she does get stinky because we take her to the lake, and none of the other dogs stink from the lake, so I've never figured that out. Um, so she does sometimes have a different smell than the other dogs for some reason. Um, I don't know about the headache thing. I mean, Shiloh plays ball 30 minutes a day, like tennis at 100 yeah. yards because we live on yeah. acreage. Yeah, sometimes when the animals talk about pain in their body, you can't always necessarily go by the way that they're acting because they're like children. They can go out there when they have, like, a fever and still play. And, like, I've seen sports collies that have, you know, um, had torn ACLs and they're still chasing the ball. So right. it's that you can't really always go by that. Um, it, the thing that Shiloh is talking about, though, about the smell is that it comes on suddenly it's like all of a sudden she's fine and then all of a sudden she smells like this intense smell so i don't even know if it's the lake it almost sounds like maybe something's going on in her brain chemistry and and if you're in shiloh's yeah unless something's going on with sheba and um you know and she's picking up sheba's smell like her changing in her body and if your husband's a chiropractor you know he's probably checked like their atlas and everything to make sure that that's um that's all good so um i I, yeah i'm a little bit concerned about about either one of their health okay well um we're 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 with vets constantly because of what we do so i mean other than the blood work and all of that i mean they're no one has found anything to be wrong with either one of them other than a year ago Shiloh had some teeth issues, which we uh, had, you know, fixed the next day, literally. Um, I guess something that we can really say, I mean, I can, I'm only the communicator, so I can only tell you what they say. So Did she, um, She's going to continue this behavior with Sheba? thing is it gets so intense she becomes outside of herself it's like she doesn't have she gets so like situated on it so what we can try and do is tell her that when she starts having that like extreme feeling how important it is to retreat from that and like to, to know that when she's starting to feel that feeling bubbling up that she has to get away from Sheba and she has to even like tell Sheba somehow, Sheba, I'm feeling this way, run away from me. You know, I mean, she has to start to have that consciousness of it. I've said get away and she doesn't. Say that again. She said I've said get away and she doesn't. I tried to stop myself, but I can't. And afterwards, I'm exhausted. After I do it, I'm absolutely exhausted. It sounds to me like something's going on with Shiloh's brain chemistry. So, Lori, um, 
if you could call us back and let us know if anything changes or if you get an update or think of something later, maybe, you know, we could talk to Shiloh again. Okay. Well, they're both listening to you. I can tell you that. They're both looking at the phone. Oh, good. Oh, thanks, guys. I'll check it out. We'll see if we can find something. Thank you very much. Appreciate your time. Thank you. Good luck. Sometimes it's hard to find because sometimes, like, if they're having, like, mini seizures or something or if something's going on with the brain, it won't always show up. But that's why it's so, oh, you know, I didn't mention to her, too, it could also be, like, a food allergy that's setting it off. You know, it's like there's yeah. something going on in balance in her body. So Yeah, well, hard. I hope she figures it out and maybe calls us to let us know. Eerie when that happens. Yeah. Well, it is... Time for Words of Wisdom by Stormy and Friends. Storm King, are you going to be our Words of Wisdom today? Storm King, you going to do Words of Wisdom? Of course I am. <laughs> He's been I'll ready. No, I want to tell everybody that friendship is important. When you have a problem with a friend, it's important to talk face to face. Well, that's really good because maybe Sheba and Shiloh could talk about this together. Do you think maybe that would help them if they talked face-to-face and worked it out together? I don't know what I would do if that happened in my family. I think that they need to really think about it. What, you think Sheba and Shiloh really need to think about it amongst themselves? Yeah, because they're the ones with the problem. Maybe it's like on a certain day or something. They need to be more careful. Well, that's a good one. Uh, Friendship and talking things out. That's really, really important stuff. It is. Yeah, thanks, Storm. Also, in our chat room, um, everyone's talking, and then uh, Boo Boo was asking me if there was time to ask Ventura something. Which is funny. He says, I have a question for Ventura that I've been wanting to ask. He once said he was thinking of coming back as a human, maybe your baby, and that he had taken classes on that subject. I'd like to know what they teach in those classes. I don't remember oh. that. Do you remember that? I don't, uh, um, I don't remember, and to be honest with you, no, but I have a hard time remembering any of the sessions that I do, so... Right. I but, think it was something we said on the radio when we talked to Ventura, who is my Dalmatian one. So I'm not sure, but I thought that was really funny that he was mentioned. And I just wanted to say to Boo Boo that he, actually Ventura has been coming into my dreams a lot lately. So I'm trying to pay attention to those things that you were talking about earlier, Laura, about uh, when they come into your mind. So Especially when they come into your dream. I know. <laughs> Ventura, what are the classes he's taking? Right? Well, maybe, Do you want to? Yeah. Well, I don't know if we have time today, but maybe we'll start with that next week. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we'll talk to Ventura next week. Um, so thank you all for listening to Pet Psychic Radio on blogtalkradio.com. You can get all of our information on thepetpsychic.com. Like us on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash radio. And you must go on and post your animal photos, and maybe we can talk to them next week um, and see all the other photos up there. So do that, and we will see you all next week. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Bye.